When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It is Jay Scott, and this is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Appreciate you tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to write us a review when you're done listening to the episode. We do appreciate it. Podcasts do appreciate reviews. It means a lot to us. So if you can take the time, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, the network, the official network of Metallica. They've got their podcast on our platform. And you can check out that podcast and many other music-related podcasts. So check it out at PantheonPodcast.com and on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pantheon Pods. And you can do the same with The Hook Rocks. Search up The Hook Rocks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to set your app, your podcast app, to automatic download so you get the latest episode right to your phone. And please follow, like, or subscribe, whatever platform you do listen to. You can enjoy all our new episodes as well as all the past episodes. We've got over 500. We just celebrated our 500th episode with Dax Nielsen and also our four-year anniversary with Nita Strauss. We've had some awesome episodes recently. We welcome Chris Voss from The Record Company. A great conversation with that dude, man. We talked about the album in the last 10 minutes of the interview. Everything else was about rock and roll and blues and everything. It was It was absolutely tremendous. We also honored the legendary jimmy page with our favorite luthier 
from Hermosa Beach, California, Mike Longacre. He's been on the show before talking Angus and Malcolm Young from ACDC, as well as Eddie Van Halen and how he was a luthier, too, and how he created and built guitars. So check out that. And we also did a concert review of one of my favorite independent artists of Bourbon House, which was awesome. And, of course, we had Leilani Kilgore and Aaron Coburn promoting their new tour, Fire and Frets, that starts this Saturday, the 23rd. So go online, check out their Facebook page, Aaron Coburn, Leilani Kilgore. You can find the links on my Twitter and Facebook page. Go see them. Are you tired of paying crap prices or high prices, I should say, for all these Live Nation and Ticketmaster events? And you're getting nosebleed seats. You can get right up in front at these small venues and these small clubs, seeing two amazing independent artists for a fraction of the cost, probably like 20 bucks. And you can enjoy yourself listening to some great, great music. Some previous episodes from earlier this year, we had Scott Gorham and Don Jameson on together. Scott Gorham, the legendary guitar player from Thin Lizzy. And of course, Don Jameson, you know him from that metal show. George Lynch, Kip Winger, Richie Kotzen, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, and many others have graced our presence in uh, in 2023. So please check out that. And as you guys know, I mentioned here on the podcast and on my social media that I uh, braved the mullets and belt buckles of Texas this weekend to go to a, a great event for sweetrelief.org. And if you're not familiar with Sweet Relief, it's a great charity that helps people in the music business, whether it's people in a band, the artists themselves, the producers, the writers, the engineers, the road crew, helping them uh, meet, make ends meet, and also with insurance and mental health resources. It's a fantastic charity, so it's really great to be a part of it. And also the fact that it showcased a bunch of new bands, namely Leilani Kilgore and... Blackheart Saints and Abby Kay and Christian Shields and more. And we're going to get into all that with the host, the guy that did a absolute kick-ass job. It's his second time on the podcast. We talked about his 300-plus T-shirt collection the last time he was on. And, of course, he had a T-shirt for the event to add to that collection. And that is Richard. And you can follow him at Fossil Man. And the, his link to his Twitter will be in the show notes. So give him a follow. He's a great dude. Put on a great event. What's happening, Rich? How are you? Hey, Jay. How are you, man? Thanks for having me again. No, man, absolutely. Um, what a show. What an experience. Um, again, like I said, the charity was fantastic. The silent auction with the items that you, that you put together it was great. Ace Von Johnson hosting it did an awesome job. And, of course, the bands, the six bands that played, were all tremendous, blew me away. It was great to see some of these bands that I've had on the show, but have never been able to see. And thank you for that. But also, dude, what a great job. And appreciate you, man. You did you did something really special. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you for coming, and thank you for bringing that cool weather with you. Just one request. Could you come back and bring it back? Is it hot uh, there now? It got hot again, man. I was in Nashville for a few days, and it was really cool. I come back here, and it's like an oven again, man. This, yeah. Enough's enough. Well, I'll try to make it back. I don't know. I mean, got some big college football games on this weekend, so it's that's probably all. I got. I got to watch my Notre Dame Ohio State game, and I was so thankful that it didn't fall last weekend because I would have been like looking at the stage, looking at my phone, looking at the stage. But it all worked out, man. But what a, an awesome event! Uh, let's get into what your motivation was to put this together. 
Yeah, so it's an interesting thing. Um, we used to have wild rock and roll holiday parties, not like this. We'd get a cover band and we would, you know, just throw a crazy party and do things that we never told anybody about afterwards and all that. Well, I'm too old for that now. And I cannot, you know, I can't drink like I used to and all those things. So I started thinking about what what can I do to have something similar that's worthwhile and worth doing um, that kind of combines the things that, that, that I'm really into and I really like. Right. And the two things with me, I guess, are, are, I love rock and roll and I love fossils. And so what I tried to do was, was do a kind of a unique combination of those two things. Um, Honestly, the venue that we hosted uh, six Springs Tavern in, in Richardson, mom and pop, venue small venue uh like you were talking about where you they do use a ticket sale site can i mention who that is on this absolutely go ahead it's a a company called pre-kindle which is a a smaller site with fees that you know you still have all your appendages after you pay for your ticket and those types of things right so uh but six springs hasn't done nearly as well after the pandemic as they did before so what I thought we could do would take a, a, a small mom and pop local venue, combine them with some good young rock and roll bands, make it for a charitable cause so we could tr- create, in effect, a win-win-win situation where the young bands get exposure, the charity gets some money, and the venue has a really good night. So. I think we accomplished all those things, you know, with anything else. It's when, when I do something, I am probably the worst judge on whether it went well or not, uh, those types of things. So I would kind of bow to the opinions of the masses as it were uh, on how things actually went. But uh, I will tell you, it was an incredible amount of fun. It was something I worked on since January and, um, Maybe one of the reasons I'm feeling a little bit tired right now is I don't have that stress and anticipation of working on that thing. It's just like eight, nine months of of thinking about it and all of a sudden it's over. So uh, I'm still trying to get adjusted to that. Well, dude, for your first time doing something like that with no experience putting an event like this together, I thought it went awesome. I thought it was seamless. I thought it was great the way everything was laid out i thought the venue was great um friendly friendly staff um i thought the crowd was great you know i mean we go to a lot of these shows with up and coming independent artists and you know we do have our hearts broken not because we're we're seeing great music or the music is bad but because of the amount of people in the crowd can be discouraging if you're a new music fan and i can imagine what it is for the artist up on stage but a lot of these artists are willing to do that grind. And you had the place, yeah, you know, I would say 70 to 80% full, which is pretty solid, which is awesome. I mean, now I know the crowd dwindled towards the end of the night, but you know, you still had a, a, a really good crowd and you had a really good event. People were excited about the items that you did with the silent auction. And I could I don't think it could have gone any better, in my opinion. I mean, you're you're on the front lines. You were dealing with everything, um, but I didn't see you dealing with any major issues or any major problems. So that's a win-win for you. Yeah, that's awesome. And it is because of, of the folks that were there helping me work on it. I mean, 
you, you know, you, you met some of them, um, but with, with Ace and yourself, we had folks, you know, dedicated to helping with the transportation. We had folks dedicated to the silent auction and, and different things like that. Um, I did learn quite a few things. I think that, um, you know, Ace Von Johnson being there, his presence and kind of being who he is with his experience and his knowledge and, and those things. He, he's helped a lot with some of the learnings. I think one of them may have been, if you do it again, try not to do six bands. You might want to do a maximum of four in order to shorten the night a little bit and, and avoid dwindling the crowd down towards the end. Cause I do think we, we lost some before Blackheart Saints and certainly before Leilani closed us out. Um, we lost some of the crowd, which was unfortunate because, you know, you put, uh, with all due respect to everybody on the bill, you, you kind of try to stack it to where, each band builds and the next one's maybe just a little bit better, a little bit more seasoned than the one before and all these things. And by the time that, you know, Blackheart and, and Leilani came on the the crowd, maybe had dwindled, you know, a whole lot more than I, than I wanted. I will say we sold less than 10 tickets away from the capacity, <clears throat> excuse me, of, of the event. So um, Mr. Springs actually cut off online sales earlier in the day so that he would have enough um, capacity left for, for the folks that walked up and everything. So um, not unhappy at all with the way the tickets sold. Uh, had a few no-shows and different things like that, but you know some of that can't be helped. I, I will say the silent auction, thank you, Jay, for the things that um, that you got for me uh, from some of the other artists to, to put in the auction. And, you know, one of the uniquenesses, I think, about, um, forgive me, Fossil Man, you know, throwing a silent auction for, for rock and roll, is you might see an autographed bottle of Sammy Hagar rum right next to a 80 million year old fossil fish from Brazil and whatnot over on the, uh, the, the silent auction table. So I did think that was pretty cool. And I think from the participation of the of the of the people there, I think that they must have thought it was pretty cool as well because the auction went really well. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much the main thing, right? I mean, you had this wonderful charity, and what was the decision to use Sweet Relief or, or, or pick Sweet Relief as the charity of choice? So. In the past, I'd always used local Dallas charities. We, we, you know, on those other holiday parties we had and everything like that. But this time around, it really ties back into my t-shirts. I mean, I, wow, probably almost a year ago, I guess I bought uh, a t-shirt from a band called Eva Under Fire, which was a sweet relief, uh, charity t-shirt. It was a, they had both the Sweet Relief logos and the Eva Under Fire logos. And I think it has a slogan on it that says something to the effect of turn up the music, drown out the world or some such. And um, I just thought it was great. And that's where I kind of first became aware of Sweet Relief, um, checked into them. And when we decided to do this, you know, went ahead and reached out to them and uh, very, very easy to work with, very chill, very laid back folks. Um very accommodating to what we tried to do and those types of things. Uh, I, in my mind, it couldn't have been easier to work with them. That's great. You know, and, and have to have Ace Von Johnson there, who, as he stated on stage, 
has experience working with Sweet Relief. And I thought that was a, a great connection uh, for someone that can speak truth to power about the impact that they have with their charity work. I thought that was great. Yeah. No, Ace is great. I love Ace. He um, He's a great, great human being. He's always a little bit hard on himself. And what's the word? Self-deprecating the humor that he has a little bit and everything like that. But you know, he's a terrific musician, terrific artist, and an even better person. If you interact with him much at all, you'll know that his love for for dogs, especially pits and rescues and those things, is uh, second to none. And he's built quite a, a a platform, almost an army, if you will, of, of uh, followers around the country that, uh, you know, because of what he's done, they um, have changed the way they do things. I'll give you an example, if I, if I may, not to get too deep into Ace, but <clears throat> during his L.A. gun show or the L.A. gun show here in Dallas about a month, month and a half ago, there was a lady who was there who was one of his Patreon followers and all. She had a framed picture of two white bulldogs, beautiful, beautiful dogs. And she had gone because of Ace and what he 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 talks about. She had gone to the shelter not once but twice, got these two two pit bulls, and they like completely changed her life in a positive way. So, you know, that's the impact that he has on people. Without, I think he knows it, but I I I, I don't know if he really realizes sometimes the impact that he has or not. But yeah, very good guy. Really happy that he was there, and he did kind of bring a little bit almost of a, of a bridge between those newer bands and some of the iconic um, classic bands like LA guns that we love so much. And I thought that was really cool as well. Yeah. I can't speak enough about Ace Von Johnson either. He's been on the show a few times. He's always very accommodating, uh, very empathetic individual. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he realizes the quality of reputation he has um because he's just he's just a great great man and a great dude i mean you know i've had some health problems over the last couple of years every time i see him he's always asking me how i'm doing and i do appreciate that but like you said he's got a great platform for the pit rescues the pit bull rescues which if you want to go check it out he's on twitter um i don't i think he's also on instagram too as well and he he frequently posts about you know, rescue dogs, rescue pit bulls, and provides a lot of information on the breed as well. And when, when he was on stage and I thought he did a tremendous job, you know, with his humor and the way he spoke, he's got a great voice, got a great speaking voice, you know, and, and, um, you know, when he started talking about, he didn't get into exact details, but when he took, we spoke about how he, knows sweet relief is a great charity because he has the experience that added a lot of credibility to everything that was going on uh, that that evening because he had someone on stage who is known by a lot of people in a band that's very well known that is speaking about the impact of sweet relief and information about sweet relief their website will be in the show notes like like i mentioned with rich's information so please if you want to donate please do and check it out. But yeah, it was inspiring just that everybody came together and, and Ace did his thing. And um, I just thought it was the perfect, perfect person to host the event. Yeah. 
I was uh, thankful and very surprised and honored that uh, that that opportunity came up. And it was awesome. Yeah, I never dreamed I would have a show, a real rock show, much less have somebody like Ace Warren Johnson be the host of it. But it was great. Perfect choice. Yeah, perfect choice. So how did you go about selecting the bands? So it was kind of a twofold thing. One of them, there's just, there's just young artists that I just absolutely love. Um, and Abby Kay is one of those. I mean, it's no secret and it's her fault. She did it. Um, because the first time I saw them live, they, uh, they were opening for Nita Strauss, I believe in Dallas. And then was that two years ago now, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and so, you know, Good show coming up to the merch table and Lori and I are two or three, four people back in the line. And she's like cranking her head this way and that way, looking around the people in front of us. And she's like, are you fossil man? I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, don't go anywhere. We have something for you. Right. So um we get up to the front and they pull out a, a bass drum um, um cover or head that, she says, Hey, we want to give this to you. And they signed it all up for me and all those kind of things. Right. Just that simple, um, simple act of kindness and all that just kind of, just kind of blows you away. And you don't expect that. You don't receive that very often from very many people. Right. You just, you just don't. And so, you know, since then we've seen them three or four times, they came through Dallas and um, on their way to somewhere. And we had a dinner with them one night, um, in downtown Dallas, those types of things. So great young band, better people. Her and Diego both are just amazing people. I mean, it's, he is, um, and I say this lovingly, right? He's one of the goofiest, most expressive guitar players, I think on the planet. Uh, just love watching him play. Um, but, but, but so there's a combination of that things like, um, the, the relationship I had with Abby Kay and having seen Christian Shields a few times and him being semi-local to Dallas. He's from, from Austin. So he comes through here quite a bit. Um, had built a little bit of a relationship with him. It, some of them were by accident where I was telling you earlier, um, we saw Faster Pussycat in um, a little town in Oklahoma several months ago. And we ran into Eibolt, uh there and just loved loved their look loved their sound um and what they were trying to do so we got them on board and then all honestly a couple of them were were kind of kind of because of you and others um the the Jasons uh, and the and the U's who have these folks like Leilani on your show and um you hear the interviews you see the videos and those types of things online and you just kind of fall in love with the music before you ever met met the people and that's the first time i had seen leilani kilgore first time i had seen blackheart saints as well um you know and it, it's a combination i don't know if i answered your question but it's a combination of all those things and if i could i thought a lot about what i was gonna say because i knew that you were going to ask some questions about this and we've talked a lot for the last several years about rock and roll came to a place, you know, into the mid nineties where it had some problems in these things. And I thought about that a lot. And I think it's because a lot of folks like me were just getting into the workforce, just getting married, just having kids, starting to build lives, all these things. And now we're on the back end of that a little bit. 
kids are grown out of the house for the most part, maybe don't have quite the the financial burdens that we had at one point. And there's more opportunity right now, I think, for for some of us to be able to to reach out and try to help. It's one thing to um, talk about something that you're interested in or that you really have a passion in. It's another thing to actually get involved with it. And I want to, if I could, say that I've worked for two of the greatest leaders in, in the restaurant industry. I've worked for a restaurant company for almost 30 years. One of them was the legendary Norman Brinker, who had a saying where he said, there's three kinds of people in the world, right? There's the kind that make things happen, the kind that watch things happen, and the kinds that looks around after something happens, befuddled and goes, what the hell just happened? Well, I knew that I didn't want to be that third kind of person. And for a long time, I had been that second kind of person, right? So I don't really want to do that anymore either. So part of what we're doing with with trying to push this along and help these young bands is time and opportunity. It's time to and have the opportunity to do something to help the the people that we want to do. And then the other thing is that's really helped me. It's a man named Doug Brooks who's retired now, but to this day sends you a nice note on your anniversary, on your birthday, um, all these types of things just the best I've ever seen in the world of making people feel special. So if we could invest a little bit in bringing some of these young bands along and maybe giving them some opportunity, bringing them back into the limelight and make them feel special while doing it, then I think it's, it's a win win all the way around. I think we've done our job and more than anything, I hope that the six young bands who were present um, at the show felt special. We tried to do a knockout job in the green room. We tried to have the hospitality be second to none, all those things. And it's because they are special. They just don't see it and hear it enough. And they need to be treated like they're special because they are. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better, man. Um, That was great what you just said. To respond to that, you talked about two people that you met that inspired you and, and you talked about you know, bringing this all together and, and there's three kinds of people in the world. And, you know, you and I have had conversations about my vision for what I want to do here in Chicago and see if that builds throughout the main, uh, the Midwest. And, you know, I want to try to get it off the ground at some point next year, going to this event event really solidified what I want to do because I saw you do it. You inspired me because here you were putting this event together and I'm like, yeah, this can happen. Like, you know, we talked about inspiring people across the country to do this maybe in different States throughout the year. And I'm one of those guys, you know, that I've been thinking about doing some things, you, you know, I've told you, uh, me and Chris, member of the Groove Council, been talking about it after he did this pop-up show outside of Chicago at Bourbon House. And it was inspiring because it proved that it can be done. And like you said about these bands, they don't get enough credit. They don't get enough kind words said to them. A lot of what they hear is what they're doing is not as good as the bands that came before them, which I think is ridiculous because I think it's just as good as the Zeppelins, the Stones, 
whoever. It's just the only difference is, is that you don't hear it. Because if you heard it and it was all over the ra- radio, you'd feel the same way. And people correlate what they hear and what's popular with what's good, unfortunately. That's a different conversation for a different time. But seeing this event put together by you and the, and the charity that you chose and choosing Ace as a host and the silent auction and picking the bands the way you did. I mean, I was just sitting there in a couple of times. I'd be just blown away of what was going on. And like, like I said before, you and I have been to enough shows where we've seen a lot of these young bands play in front of 10 people, 15 people. And it was nice to see a good crowd and the way you built it, the way you constructed it with the bands that you picked was how it should be done. It really is. I mean, we can always look at things we can improve on with what you did. And that's the, that's the greatness about, you know, being inspired is like, yeah, this worked here, but I would do this a little differently. But the core of what you did, the infrastructure of what you did was second to none. And for selfish reasons, coming down there and seeing Blackheart Saints, who's been on the show, Christian Shields, who's been twice on the show early on when I first started this thing. And he even said, yeah, man, I was like one of your first guests. I'm like, yeah, you were, you know, because I love that record that he came out with um, a few years ago. And Blackheart Saints has just got a great thing going too. And to see these bands that have not been able to come up to Chicago uh, for a variety of different reasons, as we know, the music business is what it is to see them perform was absolutely tremendous. And Abby Kay, who I'd seen in Chicago, basically do a set of covers and a couple originals last year in front of like 10 people, eight people, blew me the fuck away. Like I was sitting at a table with her parents and uh, I turned to her, to her mother at the end of the show. I go, holy shit. That was incredible. Like the energy of her and the band, the new drummer, which they hired three days ago, just absolutely killed it. And Diego, who goes by the Shredite, or I call him the Shredite. um, Like you said, man, it's got such a great personality, a warm personality. He's definitely quirky, but you love him for it. And just the tremendous guitar player, an absolute just balls to the wall, tremendous guitar player. And Abby has just grown into herself and become a force of nature with how she performs and how she sings. And I hope they, they keep this drummer. I, I had an experience with them when they came to Chicago last year. I took them to Chicago Music Exchange, CME, which they'd never been to. And CME is world-renowned by musicians um across the globe in fact there is a wall of all the people that have been in there from people like like aerosmith to jimmy page to buddy guy to whatever you know like this is the place to go to if you're a musician in chicago and to take them there and see the reaction of being in that place and having my son with me jamming on acoustic to over the hills and far away with diego um the guitar player was it was a treat for me and then taking them out for lunch at one of the best pizza places in Chicago called Pequods and getting to know them. I mean, how do you not root for, 
for for Abby Kay and Diego and 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 the band that they are they are building and Christian Shields just knocked it out of the park with his performance. How do you not root for a guy like that? Blackheart Saints have such a great sound and a, and a great band. How do you not root for them? And Leilani Kilgore, just every time I see her, she absolutely just kills it on guitar, on on vocals. Her songs are so strong. She just had an article written in Guitar World magazine that is a huge. I I, I posted a message on her Facebook. This is a BFG, big fucking deal. You know, or BFD. They'd say BFG or BFD. I'd got to change that if I did, but just absolutely phenomenal. And um, it was so great because, yeah, these young bands need stuff like this, man, to 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 get some penetration into people's minds. And it all starts at some point, right? And this and this is a great catalyst to people getting inspired and people doing these things around the country. And I will tell you, seeing Rich Fossil Man in action on Saturday, he said it took eight, nine months to plan. And I don't doubt that it took every bit of that. But at the end of the day, it's not as complicated as you think, right? It's not as complicated talking to a venue like the one you did in, in, in Richardson, talking to the bands. Because I think a lot of people, when they think of this stuff, think about, man, how are they going to react? They're going to—they're not going to respond to my stuff. They're not the 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 bar owner or the club owner is going to laugh at me. It's not going to happen. There's going to be all these hoops to run to to jump through, and there are going to be challenges to anyone that does this. But again, it can be done, and if you have a plan and it's a good plan, you will succeed. And I, I don't—I mean, just the event was just awesome, man. I appreciate that. I knew Abby's mom and dad were coming. It was really cool. Leilani Kilgore's mom and dad were there yes. as well. Yes, I saw. Yeah, I got to meet them at backstage. Yeah, dr- uh, drove up from way down, way deep south Texas, I think somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, which is a bad, bad drive, but I guess it's not as far as Chicago, right? <laughs> but uh, or Nashville, rather. She lives in, or based out of Nashville. But no, it went well. Um, I really like that Mr. Springs there at Six Springs also is a uh, originals only venue. Uh, I'm sure that hurts them. I mean, if uh, you know Dallas, I don't know about Chicago, but Dallas is a massive, massive cover band city. Hundreds probably of cover bands around the city, and to kind of have the balls to say no, no, no cover bands are going to play my stage. I do originals only. I think that's really cool of him to do that. And he does, uh, you know, I like rock and roll, but he opens for country, just, just anything and everything there, different nights of the week, as long as it's, uh, original. I think that I thought that was really cool. And honestly, that's part of, part of the reason that we selected them as well was because I think part of the respect factor with the younger bands is, um, let's hear their originals. Let's encourage them to be original um, some of them do great, great covers. I heard the Eyebolts guys do some Motley Crue uh, <laughs> earlier in the year, and they are fantastic at doing Motley Crue. But they were also fantastic, equally so, doing their own material um, Saturday night. So, yeah, it was it was great. Um, I, I think another young artist there, the gentleman that opened the evening, Griffin Holtby, I think he also had his mom and dad present there. So, you know, to see... 
three of the six had had parents there. That was that was a very very cool thing as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Eyebolt was very entertaining, a very much a throwback to. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. The days of, of when we were growing up, a lot of, a lot of pelvic thrusts. A lot of uh, Judas Priest-esque guitar swaying, you know. It should be Olympic sport the way they do it. It's, it was awesome. But they were good, man. They were entertaining. And, and Griffith Holpe, you know, I, I have a soft spot for singer-songwriters and that whole era of, like, Pete Yorn and Butch Walker and Ryan Adams. So he mm-hmm. kind of was that under kind of that type of genre, subgenre of, of rock and roll. So I appreciated that. But, again, this 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 event, although it was a, a little dot on the map of the United States means a lot. And don't ever underestimate what something like this can accomplish. And 
when you hear that the venue is a originals only, like how do you not love and want to support a place like that? Because cover bands is one of the many reasons why new rock is struggling, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, these cover bands and some of them don't even play it live. They track it. I mean, can you imagine playing someone else's music and then tracking it and not even playing it on stage or playing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this it's to me, it's, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. And again, that's in the conversation for another time. But to have a venue owner support new music like that, I mean, we need more of that. We need way more of that because, you know, to make a quick buck now, a lot of these bars and these venues are hiring these cover bands because they know that people like familiarity and they'll go and they'll and they'll listen to it. And it, that's part of the frustrating thing about promoting new rock. Yeah. And I, uh, Sunday morning, right after, you know, being up till four or whatever the night before I had to get in a van and drive to Nashville for work. And we, my colleague and I made the mistake of walking down Broadway street on a two, I think it was a Tuesday night, right? Random Tuesday night. And my God, every cover band in the country, um, it's 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 crazy how much cover music there is in a in a town like that and I, it is what it is at least some of the songs are still alive and getting heard and all those kind of things but man it wouldn't be good if we could have that kind of hunger for the for the original music as well um yeah quite an experience i think i thought vegas was the loudest place i've ever been to but it may very well be broad Broadway in Nashville might might be the the loudest place on the planet now. It's crazy. Well, you were there on a Tuesday. You missed the bachelorette <laughs> parties that are yeah. there on Friday and Saturday nights. I mean, there's at least a dozen of them walking up down down Broadway. I've been in Nashville enough throughout the years. I try to get down there two or three times a year because the music is great. And and the key is for anyone listening is Stay off Broadway, because if you go to the places where the locals go to see live music, that's where you want to be. All the stuff on Broadway is great. You should always experience Broadway, because it is a great place to hang out and have a good time. So if you're going there for a few nights, allow one night to go and check it out, or a day to go check it out. Absolutely. But when you get into like the weeds of what Nashville is, man, places like the Basement East, or the basement mm-hmm. or third and Lindley um, places like that, or the bar that I was telling you about where all the musicians go, which I'm not allowed yeah. to say publicly, you yeah, know, so um, it's, I, I, missed, I had to come home. Um, we drove home early this morning, but I missed by, I think one day an Els Bailey show at the basement East uh, where I think Leilani's playing on that same bill. Is that right? Or maybe even playing with Els? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So I could have timed it a little bit better, I guess, and stayed one more day, but um, I missed that one. But anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well, I'm old. What can I tell you? Um, I was just going to say that since the show, I've had one gentleman um, from, you know, I, I know him, but I know him only in the sense of having a Twitter relationship with him for the past, past several years. He's reached out. He's 
ask about if I ever do it again. He wants to co-sponsor the show, those types of things. And that kind of got my wheels spinning on some of this. I mean, things like this could be as easy as getting a particular person, one person to sponsor one band. And if you have four or five bands on your bill, have four or five folks that sponsor the bands and, and bring them in, get them up there to play. Because the question that I still cannot answer for myself is in 2023, why would anybody, especially young people, want to be a professional musician, um, especially for genres like rock and roll? I, I don't know. I'm glad they do. I'm very, very thankful they do it. But I, why they why they do it? Um, there's a thousand jobs in the world, maybe a million that are easier than, than what they're trying to do. Right. So, um, yeah. I agree. And I've evolved with my thinking on that. Why does somebody want to be in a rock band or play rock and roll music in 2023? And it's a simple answer because they love it. They, they live it. They breathe it. They love it. And compared to generations in the past, everything always starts out pure and everything always starts out authentic and organic. And then once it becomes to a level of popularity, then you start to see the people that get in into it after people have already been doing it. Right. But for people to keep doing that and, and carrying that flag of rock and roll and playing music. You have, or I have, and I know you have, and others we know have the utmost respect for what they do and to support new music and to kind of base this whole podcast. The original idea was to support new bands and artists and the commentary came with on, on topics that affect the music business. And then of course we have legacy artists, but Really, the legacy artists are great to talk with. They always are. But those that's a vehicle to, to bring in people that maybe may catch an episode about a new band and hear about a new band. And it's it gets frustrating at times doing this. And I know you're a fan and you get frustrated, too. But there's nothing more that I appreciate than watching people on stage doing the grind in 2023 and all the crap that they've had to deal with, whether it's rock music kind of being an afterthought and building an audience and really being an underground movement to the pandemic and being locked down and not being able to go to certain states and play certain areas for almost two years and still to come out the other side and still stick with it and still be doing it. I mean, come on people. This is the time to start listening to stuff. Stop. You can always have your bands that you listen to, all the bands you grew up with, all the bands that you love. They're not going anywhere. They've made all the music. It's always there for you. But try listening to one band a month or one band a week that you haven't heard of, or maybe Fossil Man's posted about it, or I've posted about it, or someone else has. Just dive into them, and you'll be so amazed about how much you realize that these bands are just as good as the ones that came before it, you know? Yeah. And back to the the reference, I think that there's a lot of people who could be that first type of person that I mentioned that people that can help make things happen. And for whatever reason, they just don't, not, don't have enough interest, don't have enough time, whatever the thing is. But I think that 
honestly, it's just going to take a few of those type of folks to get behind some of these bands, get behind some of this stuff and, and, and bring it back. And I'm, I mean, I'm biased. I'd like to see rock basically ascend all the way back and just kind of take its rightful place uh, near the top of the music uh, uh, pyramid and hierarchy, because right now I think it's, it's real. It's true. There's not as much programming, if you will, of Mm -hmm. the populace through music in rock. It's, it's, it's just real raw. It's what it is. And um, that's what makes it great. It's I'm, we get enough programming everywhere we do go. I don't want to get it in my music as well. And these guys, these young people, especially the songs they have and the things they're singing and, and playing about are um, just refreshingly different than the societal norm right now. And it, we need more of it. Yes, we do. We need more of rock and roll. We need more of people doing what they love to do and have no regrets. And that's a beautiful thing. When when you can get up on stage and do this grind that rock and roll is now because you love it, that should be appreciated. That should be talked about. That should be discussed because it's, it is a beautiful thing that someone is happy doing what they're doing and they know all the odds are against them, yet they keep doing it. It's a wonderful thing to see. Yeah, it is. And I will, um, to the thing that you're talking about trying to do in Chicago, I will help you any way that I can with that. Thank um, you. Man. You can you can add me to that list, and I think I've got a few other folks that can come will come along with us and uh, um, try to make it happen. And Mr. Springs, I'm sorry, Mr. Springs has already asked me to make this thing an annual event at his place too. So I I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll, well see. Like I said to you before the show, you know, I mean, I was glad to get those items for the silent auction. I've had some issues over the last several months with you know, a health issue. And I just wish I would have had more time to be able to get more items and be able to help out more. But um, I appreciate the offer and anyone listening fossil man's Twitter page will be in the notes and you can DM me. My email is on my Twitter page. If you're interested in sponsoring any is something like this in the future, Whatever the amount is, you know, I mean, we'll we'll go over what the bands cost once we start contacting. But if you're interested in doing that, reach out to us because that's going to help put more of these events in place. Because a lot of these clubs, unfortunately, when they know that's an original rock band, they don't want to pay as much as they should. And these people are driving from you know, Nashville, they're driving, you know, all the way over. Gas prices are great, are are high. Lodging is high. Food is high. So, you know, let's, I I pretty much know what the going rate is for most of these bands. And, you know, if you want to sponsor half of a band or the whole band or the whole event and you're passionate about it, please reach out to either Rich, because I think he's going to do it again next year. Or at least I want to, because it's awesome. And I'm going to start to work on our event here in Chicago and see what we can come up with, with a couple of friends here that are part of our group, Rich, that are from Chicago and and see where it goes. And maybe something will pop up in, in Colorado, maybe something will pop up in California, maybe something will pop up in Florida. Who knows where this will go, but um, 
I think it's, I think it's, there's so many possibilities. And I think if more people do this and it becomes this network, I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah. And you are right. Now that I look back, it is, it is easier than I thought it was. I mean, part of the reason it took so long is I could work on it 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there and all that. And so the sporadic nature of it made it take longer to get, get it set up. But, um, for the most part, the bands were very accommodative, very uh, responsive. I did have one or two that I kind of got uh, deeply tangled with agencies and this and that and what have you, and I, I kind of got in over my head pretty quick. But for the most part, um, easy, easy stuff. Leilani Kilgore was probably the easiest person to deal with out of, out of any of them. I mean, um, super responsive, super receptive, just... Um, you you get a opinion, you know, just observing someone on a podcast or on on stage or what have you when they're being interviewed and all these things. But then you have a, a personal interaction, and then you can either confirm that or or reform your opinion and all that. And I will tell you that the way that she came across on those interviews and, and those things is exactly how she was uh, when she was dealing with me as well. And and. Again, that's just super refreshing. There's not a ton of people in society as a whole that you get the same person all the time. And I really like it when it happens. Absolutely. She is completely awesome. You know, um, everyone that I've dealt with, I didn't really have a lot of interaction with Blackheart Saints on Saturday just because I was getting pulled in different directions and and meeting people that have listened to the show. And that was always that was a great experience, too, as well. But, you know, got to shake hands with Christian Shields, which meant a lot. Got to hang out with with Abby and and Diego. And I, I try to remember the name of the drummer, but he was 19 or something like that. Fantastic drummer. And then, of yeah. course, Leilani, who I've had on the show. She's awesome and very friendly. And, of, and of course, Ace. What can you say about what more can you say about Ace? Ace, if I do this event in Ch- Chicago, Ace will be the host. Awesome. Ace will be the host to do that. So because... I saw him up there and he believes in sweet relief. He's got a connection with sweet relief. And I believe if you're going to have a spokesperson up there, it's good to have someone that sells it through their experience and not just words. And I think that's awesome. And to have someone up there kind of running the night, if you will, bringing the bands on, uh, taking care of making sure people remember to, to to bid on the auctions, to do these things. That was a massive, massive help for the whole night was that I didn't have to do that myself. Mm-hmm. Ace was up there. Um, I did a poor job. I did create him a run sheet. It wasn't very good. It's the first time I've ever done that, but he absorbed it and then ad-libbed it and, and uh, did a really good job with it uh, throughout the evening. So I think that host, to to run that thing, keep that thing going, keep it moving. I think that's a honestly a must if we do this again. Um, there is a greater than zero chance you're going to see this happen again in in Richardson, Texas. Yes, I I believe it, and and I will reciprocate your hospitality. I will bring you up to Chicago too as well, and um, you can enjoy the event. And and we'll. I am so motivated to do this and. You know, I've got a, also a partner here through the Groove Council that wants to work on this too as well. And I could probably tie in a couple other individuals, but like I said, you know, it's a very inspiring cause. It's a very inspiring moment. 
And to just have it with new bands and up and coming bands, you know, that have been around 10 years or less, I think is a, is a wonderful thing. And like I said, if you're listening and you want to be a part of something like this, it's not going to happen next weekend or next month. But if you say, Hey, when you get this together, I want to help sponsor the bands, send us those messages. Because if we have that and we know we have people interested in doing it, um, that's going to, that's like half the battle. That's, that's the, you know, the challenge is, is, is easier once we know that. It'll help with the planning so much. If you know you have five people that all are going to help and you know what they're going to do beforehand, it, it will help so much. And I mean, again, one of the unique things about me is the combination of, of rock and roll and, and fossils. As, as I'm sitting in my room here looking around, which nobody can see because we're on audio, on my left side, it's all rock and roll. And on my right side, it's all fossils. So I'm happy to bring some stuff up fossil-wise, donate it if you have silent auctions, things like that. Um, I haven't done the math yet to know which made the most money, rock memorabilia or fossil stuff, but I know that both of them did extremely well. I think we had 32 silent auctions, and all 32 items um, got bids. And um, can we can we say the amount? Is that allowed? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. So bids are a few of the bidders are still paying for their auctions. So this number is an approximate because some of the guys that that pay for the auctions actually are chipping in more than actually the bid price and and all that. So for for right now, we're at $7,205 for the evening um, with still about eight uh, items yet to be paid for. So um, we'll be probably in the $7,500, $8,000 range by the time it's all over, which I think that's pretty good for one evening. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I, it, and I like the fact that you can walk around with an iPad and if people want to donate, they can just, boom, you know, scan a QR code, and pull it up and donate right there, even if they're not bidding on an, on an item, which I think is a, a really powerful thing. And yeah. You know, that's something that, you know, looking to just planning something here and you know, maybe have a few people just walking around asking for donations while, while that with the with the QR code. I think that would be an, another way to help build build money. I mean, there's all like I said, there's always things that you see that that you can always improve on. But the core and infrastructure of this event is the map of how to do it. It really is. I, I mean, appreciate it, it, that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm an older guy. I just want to rock and help out where I can. And, um, you know, it's it's overused, but making people feel special is what we do every single day, man. It's yeah. It's been ingrained into me culturally, so it's kind of become second nature to who I am. So if I can help do that, then absolutely. Great event, man. Thank well, you. as we end till next year. <laughs> I know you got a, you got a grin on your face and I know that, you know, I was talking to your wife and, uh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, you'll, you'll decide what you want to do. And so what did she say, by the way? I mean, do I need a dog house to sleep in? No, I think she's good. I just think that anytime you, you bring up and next year, she just goes silent. <laughs> oh boy there's, there's no response you yeah. know there's uh there is uh it's just like okay okay 
And maybe, you know, again, you, you both have to decompress because this was a big event. This was a big deal. And, and I think after anything that you do like this and you put together, there's always that come down, right? You're coming down from the high and you're like, man, you know, this was exhausting. This was a lot of time. And then after a month or two, you're like, yeah, but it was a lot of goddamn fun, wasn't it? It and, really was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it would be, I think what makes it, I think what makes it the event, what it is, is just how you align the stars for the whole thing. You had a great cause, you had a great host, you had a great venue and you had great artists and you had a great auction yep. and you hit on everything. And I thought that's, I mean, you got to be able to do that in order to have this be successful. And there's other things we could add on. I actually cut out. We were going to have an online auction where we sent items to to a sweet relief and they auctioned them in advance of the event. I couldn't get that together. Um, there's potentially a 5k that we're going to throw about a week in advance of the event, those types of things. Um, so yeah, we probably are already planning a little bit for next time. Honestly, that's an, that's an interesting thing too. A 5k. Yep. People run in that Texas heat. Uh, they do, yeah. And they're, not being the chased, they're not being chased by police? No, early in the morning. you got to do it really early. Like what, 5? I mean, man. 7, 730, yeah. That's the first place I've ever landed on a plane where they said, please keep the windows closed so it keeps the airplane cool. <laughs> yeah, well, you were here, though. We were at, we had a cool front, so it was actually pretty nice when yeah. you were here. Yeah. That's what we get in Chicago is is what your cool front is, you know. Yeah. No. And for anyone interested, uh, they do have In and Out Burger out in Texas. We so do. I did Uber from my hotel room to an In and Out Burger before I went to the venue because I'm like, hey, you know, why not? Uh, so I did enjoy a double double at the In and Out Burger and Ubered back to the hotel, took a little bit of a cat nap and. It was great. It was an, it was a, it was a great way to start the evening. And and for all the people that were talking to me, I know Tracy, who's a follower, her sister was there, all great people, all tremendous people. So thank you for your hospitality. Yep. So I do have about 15 shirts left. If anybody wants a shirt, I'd be happy to send it to them. Large and extra large is all we have left, but let me know and I'll give you a shirt. No worries. Rich, it's been a blast talking with you, man. I do appreciate it. Appreciate this weekend. Uh, I did an awesome job. Like I said, his sweet relief will be in the notes. His Twitter uh, page will be in the notes. So give him a follow and uh, look up sweet relief and look at the cause that he had for this charity. Thanks again to Fossil Man for not just being here tonight talking, but for the event itself. Thank you to Ace Von Johnson for hosting Griffith Holpe. Eyebolt, Abby Kay, Blackheart Saints, Christian Shields, Leilani Kilgore, all tremendous. All the people that came up and shook my hand and told me how much they enjoy the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for everyone that auctioned or put forth a bid on the auctions. You helped the cause. And thank you for to the Silver Springs uh, Tavern that uh, just did a tremendous job hosting it as well. Awesome. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for everybody listening. This has been another episode of The Hook Rocks. This is Jay Scott. Take care of each other. We will talk soon. Thank you very much. Bye.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 